is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the All In Man Cave Podcast with your host, me, Cole Haight. Coming to you live from my man cave right now. It is June 17th. I was scrolling my phone at lunch uh, on my lunch break at work, and I came across a very interesting article written by Pete Prisco from CBS, uh, one of the NFL analysts. He released his top 100 players going into the 2021 season, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Listen, everybody is entitled to their opinion, and I'm never going to tell somebody they can't have an opinion, but there's a lot of things that I've found wrong with this top 100 li- 100s list, and me and my coworkers who talked about this at work similarly feel the same way. So we're going to go through his top 10. Obviously, it's a top 100. I'm not going to read off all 100 names on this podcast, but we're going to go through his top 10. I'm going to bring up some issues, some things that I saw throughout the list, and some very interesting commentary that I can bring up and or some hot takes on what's going on with with some of these players that he has in some of these rankings. And then at the end, I'm going to give you my top 10, which uh, I will just rattle off my top 10 and we'll compare it to his. So, all right. So first of all, let's get let's get through this. So Pete Prisco's top 10 players going into the 2021 season. We're going to start at number 10, Josh Allen. Number nine, Miles Garrett. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Number seven, Devontae Adams. Number six, TJ Watt. Number five, Travis Kelsey. Number four, Tom Brady. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Aaron Donald. And number one, Patrick Mahomes. So that's Pete Prisco's top ten. Got some issues with this. We'll we'll talk more about the top ten and specifically the players in it. Uh, when I reveal my top 10 at the end. But first, we're, I'm going to bring up some issues that I saw throughout this top 10 list, or throughout this top 100 list, rather. So first thing I noticed is, you guys know from my previous episode that I'm a huge Vikings fan. Why is Kirk Cousins number 93 on this list? What has Kirk Cousins done that's more than mediocre to be in the top 100 players in the NFL right now? What has he done? Because I don't know. I didn't think average players made it into the top 100 list. If you're an average player like Kirk Cousins, why are you on this list? He doesn't show up in big games. He, He makes stupid decisions when under pressure, and he fumbles a lot. No reason why Kirk Cousins should be number 93 on this list at all. Second thing I noticed, and this is kind of interesting. So two of the best tight ends in this league right now, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, they both have similar playing styles. Both can block. Both run decent routes inside or outside. And both put up a lot of heavy statistics. So it was very interesting to see Travis Kelsey in the top 10 at number 5, but George Kittle's at 22. So I'm a little confused. A lot of the things on this list, I don't understand, and and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but I don't really understand what his ratings are based on. And and we'll talk more about this later, but there's no reason why. So it's almost like George Kittle's getting hurt for having Nick Mullins throwing to him than Travis Kelsey, who has the best quarterback in football and one of the best quarterbacks ever to throw a football, Patrick Mahomes. But I thought it was a personal 
Like, this is a personal ratings list. So, like, this player is good because of what this player did, not because another quarterback throwing to him is better, if you guys are following what I mean. So that, that, that was interesting to me. And 17 spots is a lot of spots between two players that I think are very similar in terms of statistics. Maybe not overall health. Like Travis Kelsey's been overall more healthy player than George Kittle, but I don't think that George Kittle is 17 spots worse than him. I, I, I think that gap's a little too large, and I think it needs to be small, way, way smaller than that. Next thing, and this is this is really wild if you think about it. So Joe Burrow is number 95. Joe Burrow, think about I'm gonna say this one more time. Joe Burrow is number 95 on this list. Joe Burrow played 10 games. And towards ACL. He won two games, threw 13 touchdowns and five picks, and was sacked 16 times. Why is Joe Burrow on this list? I understand that he lit up the the college the college world and had one of the best seasons ever in college. But guess who else did? Tim Tebow. And how was Tim Tebow in the NFL? Not good. So why is Joe Burrow number 95 on this list? That really doesn't make any sense. You, we have not seen enough out of Joe Burrow to, to put him in a top 100 list coming into this season, coming off an ACL tear, nonetheless. And, and this, this comes back to, like, is this a projection? Like, are, are you projecting this? It, it, did you see enough in 10 games to say that he's in the top 100 right now as of this moment? Do you think them drafting Jamar Chase is going to make him a top 100 player? Like, this this is where I don't understand where this guy gets this. What is he basing this on? There's got to be multiple platforms that he's basing all this information on if he's going to put these people in here, in these locations that it really doesn't make sense that they're in. So, next. So, this is this is even more insane. So, so number 14, 15, and 16 are Jair Alexander... Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. All three of them are cornerbacks. Jair Alexander has no business being ahead of Jalen Ramsey and has no business being ahead of Xavier Howard. Jalen Ramsey only had one pick last year, but he is by far the best cover corner in the league right now. And Xavier Howard had 10 interceptions last season. What? Why is Jair Alexander... Like I don't understand. I I literally do not understand why Jair Alexander is ahead of Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. That makes absolutely no sense. It's it. He's he can tackle in the box, yes, but so can Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, and he has way less statistics to prove that. So I don't really understand how you can put a subpar corner. So I sorry, I shouldn't say subpar. I'll put a worse corner ahead of two clearly better cornerbacks. This it doesn't it literally makes no sense. But once again, we'll we'll talk about what is we'll talk about it in a, in a little bit, but we'll get to what is baiting ratings are based on in a minute. Last one that I have here. So number 35, 36 and 37 in order is Darren Waller Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, I understand Darren Waller is like a tight end wide receiver hybrid, and he put up a lot of statistics last year, but how is he better than Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins is like the best wide receiver to catch a 50-50 ball in the league. 
Like, if I'm throwing up, if I personally got to play in the NFL for one day and I was getting rushed after by 320 pound individuals, if I threw the ball up, he would probably catch it. DeAndre Hopkins is amazing. I watched Alvin Kamara rush for six touchdowns against my piss poor defense on Christmas Day last year. So. Alvin Kamara is an all-around great football player, and DeAndre Hopkins has the one of the best hands, and he's one of the best route runners in the game. How is Darren Waller better than both of them? That that makes no sense. Like I said, I, I don't know what this dude... I, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that's on here. Like I said, I'll never tell somebody they can't give their opinion, but th- th- some of the stuff on this list doesn't make any sense. So now let's get to the ratings. So so it does, it's not really clear. A lot of people have opinions also about how Pete Prisco makes his list. I mean, but there needs to be a clear direction on how you're going to rate these players. Like, is it based on projection? Like, you're projecting these players to play like this next season, this coming season. Is it based on rapport? So, like, is it a well-liked player by other players and also by fans? Is it based on statistics from the previous season? Is it based on statistics career? Like your career statistics for their entire career, is that what's basing on this list? Or is it like just last season? Because in that case, so like Justin Jefferson is number 45. Adam Thielen's number 97. Yes, Justin Jefferson had an amazing rookie year last season. Had 1,400 yards. And Adam Thielen only had... 927, but Adam Thielen had 14 touchdowns. And he's had an amazing career. Justin Jefferson did that for one year. That's 50, that's 50 spots. 52 spot difference. That really doesn't make it that doesn't make much sense to me, to be quite honest with you. So another I have a bunch of players written down here that just I don't know why they're here. And I once again I don't know what it's based on. So like Ezekiel Elliott is 57. So, like, is that a combination of him being awful last year and the years before him not being awful? Or or what? So, Justin Jefferson's better than Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, last year, yeah. Overall, there's no way. There's not enough, there's not enough tape. There's not enough time for you to make that decision. It's a one-year player versus a multiple-year player. So, Julio Jones is at 28. Julio Jones was hurt half the season last year. And he still put up decent numbers for the games that he did play. And now he's on a new team, which this came out before he got traded. So now, like, do you really want to make a top 100 list that's based on just projection? Because you don't know if the, the players are going to get traded or not. So, like, if it was up to me, like, I would make a list that was based on half career stats and half the previous year to project into the next year, but don't actually project it. So, for example, Ezekiel Elliott, I wouldn't project him to play as bad as he did last year. But based on his career stats, you find some sort of middle ground, and then that's how you place them, if I was doing it myself. So I don't. I would love to interview this guy. I would love to interview Pete Prisco. I think I've only heard him once on a podcast, one time. I think it was maybe a, a few months ago when they were talking about uh, post-draft stuff, like maybe a week or two after the draft. But... I would love to interview this guy and see where he comes up with this stuff. And like what 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 is he using as his repertoire to to rate these people? All right, Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith has been one of the top safeties in the league for 
since he got drafted out of Notre Dame. And I'm not just saying that because he's a because he's a Viking. He's he's been he's amazing on the blitz. He has similar similar characteristics to Jamal Adams, except he can actually cover people. So Jamal Adams just blitzes and and helps in the run game, but he can't cover. Harrison Smith is all of that, and he can cover. So that that that's that's what I'm talking about. So I don't really know. And then even this is the worst one. So Legarius Sneed. If you guys don't know who Legarius Sneed is, which if you don't watch football all the time, you probably don't know who he is. The Chiefs drafted him as a corner. He's number 100. Legarius Sneed played in like half the games last season and had like one pass breakup in like eight games. Why is he why is he number what all the corners on my team were rookies, and I'm pretty sure they all performed better than him and had more games to show for it. So I'm really confused as to what's going on with this list. So I don't really know. I would love to I would love to shoot out an email or give this guy a call, DM him or something, and find out what his what his repertoire is for for rating these players. But some of these it doesn't make any sense. Like it really makes no sense. Some players were left out because they're older and out of their prime. But some players are way too new to even project or even know. Like, you have no idea if Joe Burrow's going to come back this year and play even half as decent as he did last year. Which, if he did, 13 picks, 5 interceptions in 10 games, I mean, that's not terrible. It's it better, probably better than Kirk Cousins would do. It's probably better than Jalen Hurts is going to do this year. But... I. Like I said, I don't really know. I, there's a lot of stunning. When I was reading this, me and my me and my coworkers, I was just because we work in shipping, so we were just shooting back and forth. I was like, "Yo, they got this guy at this and this guy at this," and they're like, "Wait, what?" And we we did that for like an hour, and I was like, "This is this is interesting," which is why I'm coming on here and talking to you guys about it. But this is kind of nuts. All right, so. I'm going to reveal my top 10 now. So this is my top 10. We're going to go from 10 to 1. And then I'm going to talk about it a little bit about why they're in each position. So at number 10, I got Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, huge deep threat, speed. The guy can burn everyone. For Christ's sake, he had 230 yards in the first quarter against the Buccaneers when they played in the regular season. Nobody can cover Tyreek Hill. He gets a little bit better in route running, and if he somehow found a way to grow five inches, this dude would be literally unstoppable on the football field. That That's just it. Number nine, I got Jalen Ramsey. Shut down corner. He shut everybody down. I, I think I saw a statistic online. He was he covered the top ten wide receivers on in the first ten games of last season, and he gave up 22 catches in ten games. That's amazing. The only touchdown he gave up was to Devontae Adams. Actually, I believe it was two, actually. No, it was either one or two, but still. Like, this dude's a shutdown corner. He knows what he's doing. He he opens his mouth and talks a lot, which I don't really pay attention to. Like, don't talk, just play. Like, your play speaks for itself. But, like, this this dude's amazing. He's a great dude. Especially at the cornerback position. Uh, number eight, I got TJ Watt. So, he led the league in sacks last year with 15. So... T.J. Watt's good. I like him and his brother. They're both really solid players. Injury prone more for his brother J.J. than him, but they had a lot of departures on the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive line in free agency, and they didn't really fill that position that well. 
in in the draft. So he's going to have a lot of stuff on his plate. Interestingly enough, I want to see how he performs with Bud Dupree not on the opposite side of the, the defensive line because he's going to see a lot more double teams now. So we'll see what happens. Maybe Cam Hayward can get up through the middle or something. But the this Pittsburgh Steelers defensive line is going to be significantly worse than it was last year, even with all the injuries they had. At number seven, I have Travis Kelsey. He's an all-around amazing player. I, My best friend's a Chiefs fan. I watch a lot of Chiefs games. I've seen a lot of Chiefs players and Chiefs games. It, he's really almost uncoverable because you have to put a safety on him one-to-one, and if you do that, then Tyree kills open outside. So he he's seen either a linebacker or a safety. His route running is probably the best I've seen out of a tight end since I've been watching football, to be quite honest with you. So, Travis Kelsey does 100% deserves to be on this top 10 list. 100%. Number six, I got Tom Brady. He won the Super Bowl. He was 43 years old. He recruited people like they do similarly in the NBA to creating a super team. He basically brought Gronk, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. He convinced all these people to and, and convinced the, the organization to draft a tackle because he really needed to get his blindside protected. Tom Brady had an amazing year. After the halfway point of the season, the beginning halfway, like the Vikings had an opportunity to beat them. Dan Bailey and his terrible foot missed every field goal and all the extra points in that game where we would have won that game. But Tom Brady had an amazing year, especially for being 43 years old. Like I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan and I would consider myself leaning more towards hater than fan. But you can't deny that the dude is in amazing shape for being 43. Like he must protect his body and take care of it better than anybody I've ever seen and or read about, obviously, because I haven't been personally with Tom Brady. But you got to give the game man kudos. You got to. As much as it hurts if you're a hater. Number five, Aaron Donald. The man's an enforcer. Like he just an, He's an enforcer in the middle of that defensive line. He's, he can beat pretty much any interior lineman. Like, I'm surprised they don't play him at D-end. If they played him at D-end, that would be amazing. Like, I feel like if he got a little bit faster, maybe lost like a few pounds, he could play D. He would be the best D-end in the league. And he's doing it in the, in the middle. And he's getting up. He's getting to the quarterback through the middle of the offensive line. Every offensive line. Regardless of if it's top five or bottom five. He's there all the time. And he's won multiple defensive MVPs. Number four, Devontae Adams. I've seen a lot of Devontae Adams. The man's hands are amazing. He does have Aaron Rodgers thrown to him, so I'll, I, I could knock him a little, but I won't. He's, he makes unbelievable catches, and his statistics prove that. Like, Aaron Rodgers trusts him 100%. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play for Green Bay anymore. I do not think he's going back there, but I feel like, regardless, Devontae Adams, it, it, they get some any quarterback to go in there, whether it be via the trade or they have Jordan Love or Blake Bortles thrown to him, he's going to get a crap ton of targets. And he's probably going to catch 70% of them, regardless of who's throwing him, because his hands are that good. His route running is that good. He gets open soon. He's good against press coverage. He's good against a, a buffer. He's good against everything. So, I mean, I like I said, I can't think of somebody. Like, he caught touchdowns against Jalen Ramsey. Like, I don't really know who can cover him. And I, if so, I haven't seen anybody live do it. So, moving on. Number three, Derrick Henry. 2,000-yard season last year. Let me, I'm gonna just going to be upfront and honest. Derrick Henry is a bulldozing human being. 
He literally runs people over and somehow looks like he's running slow, but he's really fast. I've witnessed multiple times him beating entire defenses 90 yards down the season, down the, or sorry, down the field. Like, I really don't, I really don't understand it. And he's just, he is a monster. This man is ginormous. And I remember watching him when he played for Alabama. I, it looked like he was huge. I don't know if you guys remember Bo Scarborough. Uh, it was either right before or right after Derrick Henry went to Alabama. He went to Alabama as well. They were both ginormous. Bo Scar- Scarborough got drafted by, I believe, the Lions. And he was like a second or third down back. But uh, Derrick Henry is amazing. And now the fact that they got Julio Jones where they can give him less carries. But even if he gets less carries, the threat of A.J. Brown and him over the top is going to really open that up for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry might have the highest yards per rush in NFL history this season. And that's my hot take of of the episode. Because the threat of play action going deep is going to open everything up for Derrick Henry and nobody can tackle him until after the yellow line on your TV, which is a first down. So, I mean, I I could see him averaging seven, eight yards a rush. Honestly. For the whole season. All right, moving on. Number two, Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. It hurts my heart to actually say this, but Aaron Rodgers deserves to be in this spot. So, yes, he's older. He's almost, he's either 36 or almost 36. I I don't care. He had over a 10 to 1 interception to touchdown ratio. He had over 40 touchdowns and four interceptions all season. He torched, torched defenses, torched them at age 36. Unbelievable. The dude can rush when he needs to. He makes good decisions. He doesn't fumble. The only knock you might have on Aaron Rodgers is the fact that he's a little, he's a little moody and proving this entire offseason of him being moody with the Green Bay Packers, but... Listen, I don't care. If if Aaron Rodgers went to the Vikings right now, I would buy his jersey. And I hate him for obvious reasons. I would buy his jersey. All right, at number one, Patrick Mahomes. What is there to say? Every There's everything to say. Since Patrick Mahomes got drafted, my I was not a Patrick Mahomes guy. Uh, my buddy, who I always talk about, my best friend Greg, he's a, he was a huge Pat Mahomes fan watching some of his stuff in college and I wasn't really turned on to any of his stuff in college like I thought he was a little bit raw I didn't think the transition was going to go well well guess who was wrong me and a lot of other people so he ended up going the Chiefs ended up get trading up to get him in the draft he went after Deshaun Watson and Mitch Trubisky so every team that did not draft Patrick Mahomes is kicking themselves right now this man I've seen him throw sideways. I've seen him throw bombs over stadiums into the parking lot. I, this guy has an amazing work ethic. His dad was a professional baseball player. He was drafted by the Detroit Tigers. He's a professional baseball player. This guy's work ethic is amazing. He's a leader. He's a young leader on that team. And as long as Patrick Mahomes is on that team, the Chiefs are going to be 100% Super Bowl contenders. They could have the... T- the Texans front office playing defense and they will still be a Super Bowl contender. And that's saying something. 
So there's my top 10. A little bit different than Pete Prisco's. But hey, everybody's got an opinion. So, alright guys. Uh, this is posted up on iHeartRadio. I'm kind of hoping to go on multiple platforms. Get on Spotify. Get on Pandora. Get on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you guys could give me a like, a share. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, subscribe to the show. Hope you guys like it. If there's anything... That you guys want to talk about, throw it in a comment, throw it in a review. I'll be uh, updating you guys on if I'm going on multiple platforms soon, but I'm hoping to. So hoping to get this thing off the off the off the ground and get it moving. So hope you guys have a good rest of the day. We're getting close to training camp, and then right after that, we're gonna fast forward into preseason football so we're pretty close to preseason football we're gonna do some we'll go through each division as we get closer to the beginning of the season we'll do some breakdowns do some fantasy do some bet nods uh, and anything you guys want to talk about so uh thank you guys for listening appreciate it and have a good rest of your day <laughs>